Hi, and welcome to D20 Downtime. This is your Dungeon Master, Sean. I'm Kalen, and I play Nailtel. I'm Molly. I played Cyp- I played Cypress like he died. I Cypress is Cyp- dead. Cypress died. <laughs> we Cy- killed him Cypress died episode. off screen. <laughs> yeah, it was off screen. It was very tragic. So mm-hmm. sorry that no, none of our, no one can get to listen to that. Yeah. But anyways, the really important thing is today I learned some curse knowledge. Um, there's a species of beetle that, if eaten by frogs, have that escape me- mechanism of swimming through the digestive system and being pooped out. Like, they just run right out their butts. I mean, that feels correct to me. If you go fast enough, you won't be digested. <laughs> yeah, like, they're like, okay, well, I've been eaten. This is less than ideal, obviously, so I'm just gonna scuttle my way out the butt and they're fine. I'm just gonna, gonna speedrun this shit. Yeah, exactly. not actually speaking directly about what it is, again, and ever, ever more, um, like, what is the purpose of sharing cursed knowledge? Because it is interesting. I'm a biology major. It's deeply cursed, and I want to share the curse. Cursed knowledge loves company. Like, in Call of Cthulhu, when one of your characters gets exposed to the madness, do you just run around going, Cthulhu Vatagn? Yeah. Yeah. And then you (laughs) run right out of Cthulhu's butt. That's how you get out. Is that not something you can roll on the, like, the mind table. Break table or whatever it's called? <laughs> now you have to go expose yeah. everyone else. Oh, I don't know. Like a virus. I hope not. Yeah. Anyways, something I like to think about is the fact that any animal that continues to exist is just as successful, evolutionarily speaking, as we are. So this is just mm. as viable a strategy as living in houses and learning and being human. I mean, yeah. Yeah. They're doing it. <laughs> they're doing it. They're living. They're surviving. They're thriving. They're thriving. They're, thriving. they're making an Etsy. They're what? <laughs> they're, excuse me, what? <laughs> they're selling their crafts on Etsy. Oh, I see. I see. They're supporting themselves with Etsy. I yeah. see. <laughs> this is an ad for Etsy. <laughs> Yeah, where we'd like to today with season two announce that we're being sponsored by Etsy. <laughs> you know, the most, the, clearly the most uh, natural sponsor for I know, a podcast I mean, to have. I mean, we used them and mentioned them so many times in season one that, like, it was so inevitable. Yeah, just. <laughs> Man, this has been a heavy intro. Anyways, that's the end of the episode. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. All right. So, uh, do. Uh, which one of you feels equipped to do the recap? Cypress went home. He hasn't gotten there yet, but he went towards home. Yeah, you hung out in Hebrook for like a day and then bounced. Yeah, I did a couple re- down downtime renown days. Did we cliffhang you like getting home? Not really. I don't recall. Yeah. Um, Neltel met up with Hackney and uh, Bertram. And it's going to talk some sense into some folks. A. A. I would like to um, let you just slap some sense into your folks first. Okay, sure. So, uh, last time you went to Bertram, who updated you on the chaos that ensued while you were gone, uh, and uh, paid you off some kind of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you demanded uh, that you basically be taken to the hideout. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. So they take you to uh, a local shop, uh, and then he just goes around back, and he goes down into what looks like a workshop in the back. Neat. 
there is a staircase there, uh, and it goes down into what looks like a wine cellar-esque situation. I have a great cask of crime wine just down here in the basement, <laughs> if you want to follow me. We, we, we hella stole a good cask of wine. Mm-hmm. You've got, bro, you, you've got to see it. Just come into my basement. Come down this cold, frosty basement with me. <laughs> Nothing will happen. It's fine. Have some alcohol. It's not It's not real stolen wine unless it's from the stolen region of France. The stolen. <laughs> oh, gosh. My reference was understood, correct? Yes. Okay, thank you. Just making sure. <laughs> a lot of my friends haven't read The Cask of Amontillado. It's tragic for when I want to make jokes. It's, it's very strange when I meet those people. I yeah. think more people know that story from the memes online than they do from the story, though. Like, they're they're aware of the implications. It's not the even a long story. Listen, if you're listening and you have not read The Cask of Amontillado, it's like five pages long. Just read it. It's five pages long. It's this guy who hates this cheerful guy in a funny Don't hat. Don't spoil it. He just hates this cheerful guy in a funny hat. If it's only five <laughs> pages long, then that's when you should, like, least spoil something. But I think everybody is already the most spoiled about what the twist is. I know, is and I being. know. I'm not going to spoil it. I just want to say that it's a big, brooding protagonist, technically. And the person he's mad at is drunk and in a funny hat. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, so I'm there. Alright, so this PSA has gone on. Um, so Bertram... This has been literature corner. <laughs> so Bertram leads you down into this basement. There is what looks like to be like only one like sort of side room. Mostly it's just um, sort of a wide area in which looks like there is a, a cot and some like loose furniture down here. There are wine bottles, some of which are rolling around empty. And there looks to be... Like, various, like, knickknacks and objects and people's gear and whatnot just sort of thrown haphazardly uh, about. There is a card table uh, with cards sort of, like, splayed out and, and like, a bit of a mess. Uh, and it looks like there's not a game going on currently. Are there people down here? Yes. Did you say that there were wine bottles just rolling around? Uh-huh. Like tumbleweeds in a fucking western. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> uh, Bertram is with you. There's a man in a black robe uh, who's kind of thin, angular face, kind of like pointy and arrogant looking. Mm-hmm. There's a large man with a muscular body uh, and a half-melted face. I think you've described these people to me before. I recognize them. Yes, there are a couple of people who are missing. Oh, keep going. Because there was uh, an execution and an abandonment. Oh, right. But I forgot that they got dead. Mm-hmm. A half-ogre uh, is down here at the table. And so is a man in sort of like very simple plain clothes with uh, wild hair. And he's not wearing gloves and he's wearing boots, but he has ash smears on his boots, hands, and a little bit on his face. Okay. Oh. But there's no one I don't recognize, correct? No, not right now. Okay. You came down here with a mission and a vengeance, and I want to know how you open this interaction up. Okay, so I walk in. Do any of them look towards me? I mean, yeah, you guys are coming down. Like At least like a glance is afforded to you. Um, but do you have anything that you launch into immediately, or are you waiting for their reactions? I say, all right, gather around. Yeah, they just sort of, like, bristle and just sort of, like, glance at each other. One guy starts picking up some cards, and he's making a castle. 
You could try intimidating them. I'm looking at my spells. Enchantments of magicals. Yeah, I don't know why. Why did I pick these spells? Yeah. Sean, why did you let me pick these spells? I had no input on which spells you picked one way or another. I cast Mirror Image to make three duplicates of myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the four of us kind of... How many people are in here? Um, me, Bertram, at least three people. One, two... There's four of them, yeah. Okay, so each one of us goes up to each one of them and grabs them, basically. Okay, but I don't think that Mirror Image... No, Mirror, uh, mirror Image is a spell. It is a spell, and it will create a bunch of mirror image duplicates around you, but they're all going to act like reflections of you. They're all going to act exactly how you do. But But they're they're not in my space. We're all doing the same thing. Yeah. So you have to, you have to move yourself like, um, Baba is you and there are five Babas. (laughs) Yeah. We all move forward and we just like intimidatingly forward, I guess. Okay, got it. So you want to intimidate them, like, with numbers. You want to look like you're about to, to grab them with all of your, like, duplicates. Yes. Okay, two of these guys are mages, so they're going to have to make a check based off of the sure. spell, which I believe that they'll be able to it's use. It's a second-level illusion. Mm. Yes, it's also used by wizards, so they'll be able to roll arcana. Mm-hmm. And the other two? The other two are big, muscly guys. So while they're definitely like disquieted by your like magic and they're like getting up out of your chair, out of their chairs, they're sort of like backing up like they, they don't understand the magic half of this, but they know how to defend themselves. And you <laughs> but they know that I'm shorter them. than them. Yes, exactly. Cool. All right. What is your spell save, DC? 13. 13? 13. Yes, 13, because we haven't leveled up yet. Okay, I had them roll their arcana against your spell save DC, and they rolled an 11 and a 12. Woo! So, wow. What, this magics I've never seen before. What could it be? Such witchcraft. Who is this? <laughs> so they get up and they start backing up behind, like, the, the muscle guys, and you have, like, an opportunity here. Like, their attention is actually focused on you, and they're okay. gathered around, and they're standing now, so... Um, I nod, and I, uh... Or, you know, all of us nod. Uh, <laughs> and I, I put my hands together and I say, now that I've got your attention, maybe you can tell me. I mean, I've been briefed on the situation, but I want to hear it from you. Not all at once, please. So one of the like big muscly guys goes, uh, and the half ogre goes, what? The ashen looking guy runs one of his sooty hands through his, like, wild hair, and is looking at you as, like, update you on what? Well, why there are fewer of you than there were when I last saw you. And why you're just down here playing card games. If you have time to lean, you have time to clean. (laughs) You have time to clean up these fucking wine bottles that are just strewn about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, also, (laughs) Niltel and the Niltels, me, myself, and I and him are all the same guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. That was a time-sensitive joke I had to get out. Go ahead. No, I understand. (laughs) Very good. Uh, And the angular guy is like, oh, really? And what are we supposed to be doing? I mean, if you don't know what you should be doing, I could just send you right back to the shithole you came from. Yeah, and he sort of bristles at that. Are you wanting to make, like, an intimidation check? 
Yes. Do it. Basically like, hey, I have all the authority here. I'm not good at intimidation, mind you. <laughs> no. Unless you want to give me advantage for having duplicates. No, I, I, think, I think you've already fictionally positioned yourself enough with them. Yeah, he says, whatever. It's not like you were around. You didn't have any standing orders. You're not even really our boss. Am I not? He sort of like rolls his eyes and then just says, what have you done lately? Um, one of the others is sort of like hemming and hawing about that. What have I done lately? Uh, and my eyes flash green. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like beckoning basically Torchbear to come because he's still like hanging out outside of town, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm just like, he's, I'm going to have him walk around, come to where we are. All right. Um, and while that's happening, I do, 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 I'm trying to think of like a cool thing that I got that, oh yeah, no, obviously I fucking pull up my hook hand mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, you know, just dealing with black dragons and gods and getting my hand chopped off, you know, minor stuff that you guys do every day, I'm sure. All right. All right. I think you're putting out the, the, the right vibe, but I think that they're, I think that right now you'll say, um, that first they were defensive, now they are confused. I'll say that's what you've accomplished. Yeah. And I, um... Carman hook door car hand. <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna, like, uh, toss onto the table just, like, a handful of gold. Yeah. And be like, this isn't even worth my looking at. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna stunt on them? I'm just stunting on them literally as much as humanly possible. <laughs> elfly possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And say, because technically the the quest that we went on was one bidden by the house. Yeah. Not that I'm bringing back any gold for them. I'm pretty sure that's Yenmai's job. Not your job. Yes. <laughs> but uh, I did help secure that on behalf of the house. So that's where like Niltel's coming with this energy, mm-hmm. this like girl boss energy. All right. Um, is Torchbearer here? Yeah. Uh, Torchbearer is on his way. I'll say that the half ogre is like, oh, that did work out. The sooty guy grabs one of the gold coins and bites it. I I don't even flinch at him reaching for it. He can take it. Uh, and the guy with the acid scars all over like the top half of his face snorts looking at you with his blind eyes and saying, not the strangest thing I've seen. Oh, I'm sure it's not. But anyway, so far this whole situation we're in has been, to put it mildly disappointing, Hmm. Uh, now I'm willing to help you out. I'm not just going to leave immediately again and have you guys drink away your money, but I will help. What I'm going to do is I have friends in high places. I'm going to go to them. I'm going to put a few whispers in a few ears, hopefully to make it easier for you guys to do your work. And we'll see how it goes from there. Yeah, so there's, like, some interest. There's some, like, confusion. Because he came out guns a-blazing, but he, like... Niltel realizes that, obviously, he just kind of got these dudes right before he was about to leave. And had, like, no game plan at all and just kind of left them to their own devices. So the fact that it's gone so poorly is not a shock. Not really. But that's why he's coming in with, like, first of all, I'm the boss. Fuck off. Second of all, I'm going to put you in a position to succeed. (laughs) 
I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed, and I'm going to help you. <laughs> yes. So the half ogre, he looks quiet. He looks like he's paying attention to what you're saying. He's like nodding. The like sooty guy is gathering up the gold coins while the others are distracted. <laughs> Everyone else is looking around, and he's just like grab, yeah. grab, grab. Thank you. The looking guy just sort of like huffs and tries not to look directly at you. And the the scarred face guy is sort of, uh, you know, he's he's rubbing his uh, five o'clock shadow, looking at you. Uh, he's clearly thinking about it hard. He's like, "What are you proposing? We do after that." Sidebar to Sean. Yes. Their, like, actual goal is to, like, entrench themselves, right? Yeah. To, like, become a part of the society so that they can, like, skim off money, basically? More or less. Okay. But they do, are they are all people who have their own, like, cons already. Right. And, and some of them are running, like, a protection rackets, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, Niltel says, uh, for those of you who are content, let's say... With the pins that you're making, you can just continue to do what you're doing. But if you would like my help getting you in a place where you can be making more money, um, I'm going to cast Disguise Self into my Hobgoblin Cleric persona. Mm-hmm. Um, so all four of me, just like in the blink of an eye. There's no like gradual change. It's just like they blink and suddenly I look like a Hobgoblin. Yeah. I'm like, sure, a visage like this is sure to get their trust and attention pretty easily. But as you've noticed, you're not in an entirely hobgoblin town. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of strange-looking people about, and other folks that have been able to get themselves in positions of power. Yeah, so there's definitely like consideration of that fact. So you hear the clunking of the heavy, bony footsteps behind you. Cool. I'm gonna have... Torchbear. Torchbear doesn't like have anything, right? But his, his bones. Torches. He might have a torch. He has still. torches. He did, have, <laughs> he did have torch holders. Okay, um, I'm gonna have him come in. Uh, do they react? I'm. I'm not turning around at all. I'm just like he's coming in behind me. Roll inside. Twelve. So clearly, city guy is shocked to the point where he's like falling over in his chair, um, and this half ogre guy is keenly, like, sitting up, like, very interested in what the fuck is going on here. Very interested. The guy with uh, Scarred Face, Scarface is trying to... Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, is definitely... You know that they have to be surprised, but he's hiding it well. And the angular guy just has this very, like, uncertain and, like, concerned look on his face. Okay, so Torchfire is going to come up behind me. Um, he's going to take out a torch mm-hmm. and he's gonna raise it up like he's gonna hit one of me or my clones in the head mm-hmm. um none of them react I does don't... Bertram react uh, Bertram's like behind me watching everything happen and not like Bertram says something like a uh, boss but it's a torch it doesn't look like a weapon and right. it's, it's, it's loud it's not a stealthy mm-hmm. torchbearer is not stealthy so there's this implication that like they know surely you theater. know that it's there yeah and Torchbearer swings it down, and I, like, put up a hand to grab it out of his hand. He doesn't, like, swing it down like he's going to hit me. He just, like, brings it down, and I grab it and mm-hmm. pull it out of his hand. Yeah, just like he's handing it to you, but it's all in, like, one swift motion. Mm-hmm. And I say, you may look at me, and you may think, I'm just small. I'm just small. skinny. I'm just one-handed, even. And I want you to know that... There is nothing 
you can do that is more powerful than what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> Get up there. And I um, put all, pull my, all my clones back into my central self, and I undisguise myself back into an elf. All right, you've basically just made an inspiring speech type thing, <laughs> so I'm going to need you to make a charisma roll. Please stop making me make rolls. Can I have advantage? You can, um, I'm going to use my inspiration. Much better. Well, what is it, just charisma? I think so. Charisma persuasion works for making speeches, yeah. 18. 18. All right, fantastic. Okay, yeah, so you make your big appearance on the scene. So you begin to get to know these guys as uh, you have basically cowed them into listening to you for now. Bertram, Bertram, you know, Bertram uh, does his best to, like, attach himself to your side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he is off put by all this, obviously. Yeah, good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think I spend the rest of the time, like, asking them basically, like, what their specific grifts are. Yes. And basically trying, we're basically having, like, a team meeting mm-hmm. on, like, how I can best help them pull off what they need to do and what I need to do to help them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can get an idea of like what kinds of rumors I want to sow, like what kinds of whispers I want to um, put into the upper class. Okay. So one guy... So so I've gone from being like a uh, back off bitch to I'm here for you to I have uh, God and anime on my side to all right, let's have a team huddle. <laughs> That's what you have to do when you're part of a gang. <laughs> they need to feel appreciated. Listen, if your workers don't feel appreciated, they're not going to do work the right work for you. Got it. That's what being a good manager is about. So, uh, the sooty guy, uh, he is introduced as Embert. He's given off those pyromancer vibes. Uh, you notice that uh, among the, like, trash floor... Uh, in this shitty basement, there's a lot of, like, tinderbox, like, burned mm-hmm. uh, small mm-hmm. objects. Uh, so that's his deal. But he is a mage. Though he's dressed in common clothes, he knows, like, Firebolt. And uh, he's very happy with just knowing that spell. <laughs> yeah, he comes across as, like, having some interest in him, uh, in, in more that. Good. All right. Well, we're going to spend, we're going to fade out while we're doing that. Okay, yes. And we'll do the rolls for, like, sewing rumors and stuff later or off screen. Yes. But just to reiterate the rest quickly, uh, uh, Orestes is the blind-looking guy with the scar tissue face. He's a a tough dude, obviously. Uh, Kuen is the wizard in the black robes. He considers himself a street fixer and a problem solver. But you know from Bertram that he's been dealing in prostitution and blackmail. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last one, Ukur, uh, the half-ogre, he looks like he's just, like, muscle, but he, he he begins showing, like, a lot of, like, reverence for you directly, and I think over the rest of the downtime, uh, he starts confronting you and to be like, I guess I have, like, we should understand your power better. I submit myself to you and your teachings. Oh, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So he is very interested in your clerical magic. Awesome. Is he, like, religious? In particular, you don't know? necessarily. When you ask him, he speaks vaguely about power, um, but it seems like he admires uh, you and your magic, uh, and he's very interested in that in Torchbearer. Neat. Alright, now that I've done my dramatic shit, uh, let's get wholesome. Okay, Molly, you ready? Yes. So, uh, you've been through way more, you've been through Hebrook, 
Uh, and now you're headed back into the swamp. Yes, I'm heading back into the swamp. Walking back through the swamp, uh, in the outskirts uh, and passing through it, it doesn't seem that much different. Uh, it seems the same as the, you remember it being. As you travel closer and closer uh, to the enclave, you begin to feel the sort of a, a disquiet in the swamp. But you're not sure what it is, but it feels like something's off, something's bothering you. Uh, and then you come across one of the defensive like ward stones uh, around the settlement that sort of marks the furthest edge of like the elves' specific territory. Uh, and it is just, it is humming against your senses. So would it be a insight check? An arcana check? Make a... Nature? Arcana or religion check, and I'll give you a different answer based on what you choose. Well, my religion is plus zero, my Ar- arcana is plus one. So yeah. we're going to try arcana. And that is a ten. <laughs> better than a nine. <laughs> it is better than a nine. All you know is that these things are supposed to ward off evil creatures... And that humming, you've never heard them make sound, but like you can hear them like they're humming now. And it's definitely discomforting to hear. It's not pleasant. Am I an evil creature? <laughs> oh god. Are you? Am I an evil creature? <laughs> I don't think, have I, I don't have any cursed objects, I think. Good that Niltel isn't here. <laughs> well, Niltel was never bothered by it before. Yeah, but now I've got, you know, the power of Baphomet. Is that not like patently evil? Ooh. That would be bad. I'm You'd be struck by lightning. <laughs> yeah, Cypress, what do you do? Um, I slowly approach where the ward line used to be and see if it's going to try and stop me. You don't feel anything. You don't feel force or repulsion or anything. You just feel that like noise, that discomforting noise is strongest when you're closest to uh, the stone and it fades away as you continue past it and you just find yourself like picking up your pace to like get past it and into town, which um, it's less of a village and more of a town now, certainly. Uh, you have not been here for a while, and it seems to have grown considerably. It's not big like it's huge now, but it's definitely like there's like two rings of like buildings more than there were before. There's like a rough, there's like stones marking paths instead of just trodden earth. Mm, yeah, I think that's one of like the first additions that they probably like would have made. Yeah. Anyways, so like Cypress picks up a pace to get past the weird ward line, but then keeps up the jog and just sort of jogs home. Uh, yes, you see all these unfamiliar houses. Uh, you see wood elves and uh, sea elves walking around. And yeah, your house is sort of obscured by like the crowd and the construction like around it. But I can find it? Yeah, but at the center of town, it is your village, your village, what used to be your village, it all looks untouched. It looks the same, but it is now like the center of something that is growing outwards, which is strange to you. But once you're there, you can look around and things are, things are familiar. Your house is still there. Uh, the rocking chairs are still there. And you'd see some unexpected familiar faces on the rocking chairs in front of your house. Uh, it's been a while since you've seen them, but you see, um, Gale. Uh, and oh. one of his scouts on the rocking chairs, and they look like they're talking with Willow. Which one's Gale? Uh, the Wood Elf from Orc Ventures, way back at the beginning of this one. Orc Ventures? Back when we died. 
Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Gale. Yeah, yeah. Shit. That's what Cypress says that. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Gale? <laughs> it's like you guys are talking a different language than me. I just can't be understood sometimes. Uh, yeah. Just suddenly and, like, shockingly, a familiar face is... Uh, ambushed your home, more or less. <laughs> Don't talk to us about ambushes and orcs in one sentence. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay, okay. We, we've had some rough times with that. Bad memories. <laughs> but yeah, no. Cypress runs over and vaults onto the porch for going the stairs entirely, just jumps. Ah! <laughs> Boy, do not scare me like that. But uh, I'm already you can hear from I'm, her tone I'm, that she is like more... More happy than mad at you to be surprised by you because this is the longest you've ever been gone. So you can already tell by her voice. Oh, that yeah, no, I'm, I'm already hugging her. It's already happening. Mm-hmm. She didn't finish her sentence. I'm hugging already. She's like, ah, I'm rocking too far back. <laughs> She's in a rocking chair, Cypress. Use my good stance to keep the rocking chair from rocking too far backwards. There's some gentle chuckling from the other two chairs. I also notice that there's much many more rocking chairs. It is just fucking ripe with walk- rocking chairs. There's so many. I, it's like they grew a rocking chair tree. Yes. I have been re-listening to old episodes, and when we went to your house, you specifically were like, everyone has their own rocking chair plus one for guests. So yes, six rocking chairs, okay? <laughs> yeah, but there's more people now, so sometimes you need more rocking chairs. So someone will just bring their rocking chair over to the other porch. Oh, okay. Could you imagine if you wanted to hang out with your next door neighbor having to carry your fucking rocking chair over? That's wild. Well, only if there was already someone in their guest rocking chair. Fair enough. Yeah, but you have a, a long hug with Willow, and uh, Willow starts patting your back, and it's like, okay, okay, let me stand. Let me stand and see, get a good look at you. Okay, I maintain the hug for another few seconds and let her up. And she's like, ooh. Look at you. I don't know whether to say you've been put through the ringer or you've grown. Um, I mean, I think I've hit the end of my growing days. I mean, but I have been through the ringer, so that would be an accurate thing to say. Uh, so, Cypress, your hair is still longer than usual from the mountains, but it has slowed back down to, like, its normal growing rate since then. Yeah, and I got I got Niltil to fix it up nice before I left. Oh, <laughs> you made me give you a nice haircut and rebraid it? Not a haircut, just a rebraid. Alright. Cypress is sort of feeling the long hair, actually. Yeah, so you've seen yourself in the mirror, and with your with your rebraid, you look like a little bit m- and and considering what happened to you in that mountain, you look like just a little bit more aged and grizzled than just a couple months trip would do to an elf. Well, yeah, but I also look prettier. Cypress saw the new hair in the mirror. I'm like, I look great. This is pretty. I look hot. I'm keeping it. You're like a chiseled Rapunzel. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Very hot. Mm -hmm. My vision for Cypress is never to go full masculine grizzled. He always also has to be pretty. Hell yeah. But yes, Cypress has been through some shit. Gail looking at you uh, just says, I'm... Sorry to surprise you like this. I just, uh, well, after we had our run-in with you, we ended up uh, swinging by here and uh, hearing all about you and uh, what's been going on here. Sean, remind me, did I tell them where I lived? Uh, it would be hard for them to not figure it out because you're a swamp elf. But I don't think <laughs> One that, swamp. I don't know if you specifically, you certainly didn't invite them. 
Yeah, are there other, do we know about other swamp elves, or is this the only swamp with swamp elves in it? I feel like there should be at least one or two more somewhere. Not that we've been to, and uh, not as far as you know. If, if it's okay, I want there to be another couple, like, not nearby here, but we know about them. Like, maybe once in a very blue moon, like, there's a party or something. Okay, then. I'll keep that in mind. Like, far away, though. Well, that's why you haven't been there. Exactly. Gail says, well, when I heard the last name Maywin and I uh, saw that sword in your hand, it wasn't too much hard work for me to connect it to the stories of uh, Beryl and Yvain. Sorry, who was that? Uh, and Willow says, ah, yes. She clarifies, ah, yes, those would be the parents of uh, Erava. And uh, you would know Erava because uh, Erava and her husband, uh, Sovelis, the sea elf, would be the, like, first two people. They're like the love story that beget the first swamp elf ever. Aw. Ava, and what was the other one? Uh, Sovelis. So Erava is a wood elf. That's cute as fuck. And Solevas, you said? I'll type it out for you. Thank you. Because otherwise I'm just going very hard and fast. Oh, when you gave me the names earlier, I just wrote down what I thought they were spelled like. I'm pretty sure I'm mostly wrong. Hey, that's been the case this whole campaign. (laughs) And Gail says, Cypress, maybe we should trade stories. All right. Well, what sort? Yeah. So do you like join them like a rocking chair and just like trade old elven stories for a while? I mean, I might, I might see about very lovingly asking them to get to leave so I can be with my family. (laughs) Get the fuck out. I think if you, 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 like, entertain them for, like, a couple of minutes, but you start, like, giving off those vibes, then at, at some point, like, as soon as there's, like, a, a like a good break in the story, uh, like, Gail gets up and says, ah, yes, but, <clears throat> I like all wandering adventurers and uh, characters in tales, if I ever want to be in one myself, I need to get up and get a move on. But um, we'll be passing back through here soon, uh, if you want to talk more. Yeah, I mean, that sounds rad. I just, you know, I've been missing my family. I've been gone for a hot minute. But yeah, I would appreciate picking your ear when you come back through. Ah, uh, yes. Um, your scout leader, or I don't know what title you use down here. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I, yes, the man Velia asked if uh, our scouts could come down here and help at some point. I think that would be good. Cypress makes an instinctual ugh after he says Velia. But yeah, um, I imagine the help would be appreciated. I need to sort of figure out what's been happening around town lately, but yeah. Yeah, so you you, you sort of navigate smoothly through that diplomos, dip, diplomancy. <laughs> diplomancy. <Yep>. Yeah. <laughs> because Cyprus is very good at char- charisma. Charisma. <laughs> Charisma. Charisma. So add your chorizo <laughs> stat to your diplomancy magics. <laughs> but yeah, so they head out? Yeah, they head out. So what do you want to do? I turn to Willow. I'm like, all right, where is everybody at? She says, ah, well, Turtle and Gator have been spending too, too much time with that Dara person. Oh, really? In and out of the house, strange hours even. And I don't approve of that. Hold on, I think I might have met that Dara. Little bit of an odd one, ain't she? Uh, a little strange. They're... I've never had a face-to-face conversation with them, frankly, and that bothers me. Hmm. Are they out there now? 
Yes, unfortunately. If I can't go and have a face-to-face conversation with this person who's clearly being such a big influence on my grandchildren, maybe their brother can. Very good channeling of my parents. Like, I don't know if you're going to hang out with them. We need to meet them first. (laughs) Small town vibes. Yeah, small town vibes. I mean, if you can point me in the right direction, I can see if I can't get them home for dinner. It's about that time, I believe, isn't it? Well, they babble about them living in a treehouse, so I'm afraid I don't have many more directions for you to go on, or otherwise I'd have gone out there myself, crest willing or no. Huh, I see. So the direction would be up. Hmm. Cypress, you're a smart boy. You'll figure it out. When's the last time Cypress climbed a tree? Maybe never. When is the last time Cypress climbed a tree? I mean, you've climbed other things. You've climbed, like, uh, giant crabs and shit. Buildings. Little di- I climbed a giant mushroom. Still a little different than- well- not too different from trees. Harder, for sure. Harder, for sure. Does sound carry very far in the swamp? No. Damn, too many okay. trees. Lots of trees and lots of water and lots of mud and muck, and all of those things are pretty sound absorbent. And I don't have thaumaturgy, so I can't exactly boom my voice. How dare you be an arcane caster? How dare? How dare I? How could I have done this thing? <laughs> but yeah. Um, I, I guess I'll give it an old... I get, I'll give it my best shot and see what I can do. And if not, they'll they'll come back before dark, right? <laughs> yeah, so you're going to go scout it out? Yeah, I'll go check right quick, see if I can't figure it out for you. Make a survival check with advantage to track Turtle and Gator, because you're their older brother. You had to track them before. <laughs> <laughs> and because you have been their age stomping around the swamp before as well. Ooh-hoo, I rolled a 19 and a 16, so my highest is a 21. Nice, nice, nice. So I think with a 19, you find enough evidence and uh, little shoe, el- little elven shoe prints uh, to uh, lead you through uh, the muck and the swamp uh, and through the grassy areas until you find uh, Dara's treehouse, uh, as previously seen in D6 downtime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there, like, a ladder to get up? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I walk underneath it and knock loudly on the trunk of the tree. I'm like, hello? I don't know how to knock on a tree house. What's up? Uh, you hear giggling. It's like, what's the password? Password. Yay! <laughs> uh, and they welcome uh, you in. Turtle and Gator uh, opening up the trap door for you uh, and inching back a little bit on their knees uh, to give you just enough space to climb up uh, as uh, just behind them you see a thin but, like, masculine-looking figure who looks like he could be Dara's brother? Um, I disregard him for now, and I scoop the girls. So you scoop him up in, like, a big hug, and uh, it's like, Ah, Cypress! Turtle screams a little, uh, but with joy, uh, and, and Gator says, Go, my trusty mount! <laughs> I, but I don't think I can go 40 feet straight down safely with y'all two in my arms. Uh, yeah, but there's there's enough room up here that you could go in a small circle if you wanted. <laughs> yeah, I, I hoist them onto my shoulders, and I I will never admit it in front of Niltil, but I prance a little bit for them. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Some mild frolicking. Yeah, so there's, like, a little bit of frolicking. Uh, they're, like, giggling, um, and you see that they have, like, drawings all over the place. Aww. Anyways, I shift them enough to free my hand to hold it out to the new guy. I'm like, howdy, I'm Cypress. He looks up at you fondly and he says, 
Cybers, we've met. Don't you recognize me? And shakes her hand. I thought you said it was a masculine figure. Yeah, and you're like, clearly puzzled look on your face. It is like, hello, Dara, I've shaken your hand before. Oh, shit. Oh, Dara, man, you changed up your appearance, huh? Yeah, I do this. Man, doesn't it take a lo- doesn't it take it out of you? I remember when I was fussing with my appearance a couple several decades ago. It really took it out of me. I had to sleep a lot. I already sleep a lot. <laughs> you know what? That's valid. Listen. <laughs> anyway, my hand is already out for the handshake. Well, are you going to leave me hanging? And I wiggle my hand at, at them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were already shaking their hand while they were talking to you. Okay, cool. But yeah, good to see you. I've heard, I heard you've been keeping an eye on these two young hooligans. Two young heroes. Uh, and they both cheer. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, girls, you'll never guess. I got a really interesting piece of uh, correspondence while I was out, and I pull out the letter that they sent. Uh, Dara's eyebrows, uh, like, quirk up, uh, and Turtle and Gator are both like, yay! Uh, and then Gator turns and says, Dara, I knew it would get to him! And Dara's like, I never doubted you for a moment. <laughs> like a liar. Yeah. Like a liar. I'm going to insight that real quick. You super don't need to. Okay. <laughs> but you can, I guess. No, it's okay. I'll take it. Mostly because my insight was a four. And I'm like, yeah, Dara, you shouldn't doubt the power of love and friendship, Dara. You should know this. You should know better. So you say that with a straight face, and then... <laughs> Wait, also, did this uh, sea guy come with you? Darenthal? Um, yeah. Oh, no. Do we have to retcon him in? No, I think that he hasn't been with you since uh, Habrook. I think he basically, like, at some point, like, separated from you guys, and he just, like, took off the pier. He just fucking dove in. Oh, yeah, he has to go return the artifacts. I think he did that in Waymore, actually. Yeah, back in Waymore. Okay, I forgot. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so they start taking you around, like, showing you, like, various drawings. Uh, they recount the whole story that they already told you in the letter. Um, do they mention, do they mention the bone hair this time? Um, yes, uh, they do, because the, all of the details are a little different this time when they tell the story. Uh, are they a little fucky? Um, like... Dramatized. It is a little dramatized. Like, the finale now features them both firing off spells. <laughs> that's very, very good. I believe them. I'm like, wow, guys, that sounds real impressive. You guys have progressed a lot since I've been gone. <laughs> I believe them, you say? Yeah. Yeah, but I, you're just lounging with your sisters. You're, like, having fun. Uh, they're, like, poking and ooing at your new braids. Yeah, do you want to guess who gave me these? Turns like, was it Niltal? It was Niltal. You're, you're very smart, sweetheart. And they start picking at their braids and stuff, and they're like, Grandpa's getting better. <laughs> That's good, at least, yeah, but Niltal's got the good braid skills. I'll have to try and get him back out here sometime. It's just me today. Do mine now. Oh, God. Oh, no. I don't know how to do... Anyways, wow, look at the position of the sun. We better get home for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dara, you've been invited to dinner, and it is all but a demand, so that Grandma Willow knows you aren't. I don't know. I guess I have no choice but to accept from her venerable elderliness. Indeed. You get out of a lot of social wars being out here, huh? A lot. A lot of social wars. I basically only ever have to interact with people that I want to. I mean, hey, this sounds pretty chill. It is Perfection. Well, yeah, but if you do this, you avoid Willow finding your treehouse and climbing up to give give you a piece of her mind. 
it's much more controlled and polite this way. <laughs> Especially since I hear you've been keeping the girls out at odd hours. Of course, I would never believe such a thing. It's fine. They know what they're doing. And besides, I don't really control when they decide to visit me anyways. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's fair. They just fucking show up. They just show Which up. They're free to at any time, he says, looking at their pouting faces. Yeah. Um, Sean, I don't think we've talked about on the podcast, like, sort of how the gender fluidity of elves works. And it might help to sort of break off a piece of that so as not to confuse folks. Yeah, so just, like, not unusual for someone who has been brought up in this culture to, like, be able to learn from someone. Uh, like, even if you can't learn, like, the physical, magical techniques that they do to change their physical bodies, then at least when you're brought up uh, in elven culture, it's pretty typical to, like... Figure out your own gender by the time you're a hundred. People are usually not hold you to anything specific. Uh, isn't it like a religious thing, or am I wrong about that? I think it's a Coralon thing. It is attributed in tales uh, and in the like faith system as like being one of the gifts that was specifically from Coralon and not anybody else. That Coralon is mutable, and that Coralon appreciates mutability and encourages uh, and accepts that sort of. The, that characteristic in many things in life. Yeah, so Dara is he him now, or are they them? Oh, they like to switch back and forth. This is normal with them, but currently they are he him. Okay, cool. I will keep an eye on that. So Dara says, absolutely, I can be bribed with food into a social situation, though. So uh, if Willow was going to do it anyway, that would be the way to do it. Yeah, I wait, I brought Percy, right? To the house? That is up to you, too. Yeah, I, I left her. I think I said I brought her, Sean, Kalena. No, you didn't because you didn't want to have to trek through the swamp with her. I thought I, ch- I changed my mind at the last minute one way or the other. Do you, do you want her to meet the girls? You certainly didn't bring her to the treehouse. I did not. Yes, you're correct. I, I think I wanted her to meet the girls, and I think I changed my mind to bring her. Then you have her. Okay. All right. We will um, figure that out uh, next session when we uh, finish up downtime because I want to uh, end the session here. Uh, and uh, listeners, uh, off screen, we are going to be spending a crap ton of downtime days. So don't worry about that anymore. Well, I think we're going to roll for them off screen and then say what we did on screen but out of character and then yes. role play anything that was important. Absolutely, we are. The, the roleplay part is important, and we should continue to do it and, and do the episodes, but I want us to, like, focus more on, like, dice and numbers and stuff being, like, off-screen and us, like, figuring out what we're doing with the downtime days in between sessions so that that way downtime doesn't get longer and longer every time. Gotcha. I understand. But yeah, all of the important and fun roleplay parts will all still be there. Okay, cool. Yes. So next time we'll be back with uh, the twins meeting Percy. Yay! Which I think Dog. is the most torturous cliffhanger <laughs> ever of all time the, in the history of the, the show. The worst cliffhanger. The worst cliffhanger that Sean's ever inflicted. Um, you yes. can get them hype about it right now, though. Yeah, no. Like basically, Dara's like, "Oh, I can be bribed with food," and I tell him, "I'm like, I got you. You'll never. I got even better. I." And so, like, I lean into his ear and I stage whisper, mostly for Adara, but so the girls can hear it, too. I brought a dog with me. 
A dog! Oh, what? No, me? Never. And I flee the treehouse at speed. Um, they they chase after at speed, and they're asking all sorts of questions, like, what kind? Can I name it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Is it a puppy? All dogs are baby. But anyways, cliffhanger. <laughs> very cute, very cute. Uh, yeah, and Dara takes up the rear. Did you say that there were wine bottles just rolling around? Like tumbleweeds in a fucking western? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Wah, wah, wah. (laughs) (laughs) Molly, can you do that? (laughs) No, like Wesley. (laughs) Nice. I don't know how the audio is on that. (laughs) I'll make it work. How's the blood machine? Uh, everyone's still having sepsis. Just tell them tell them to stop. I have. I have told them to stop. You'd think they would stop because it's better for their health to not have sepsis, but here we are. Here's where we are. They just won't listen. Just disrespectful. But yeah, mostly it's that one of my coworkers is like on her way out the door transferring and so does not do shit in terms of like actually helping and complains constantly and it's driving me up the wall. Tell them I will come do her job. I won't do it as well, but I will do it harder. Do it better, faster, stronger. Bum, 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 ba-da-da, ba-da-da-da-da. <laughs> I don't know how to end these. He's just singing now. I don't know. Please do the ending stuff. Yes, who wants to do the ending stuff? I think it's Colina's turn. You can find us at D20 Downtime... Pinecast.com. No, no, wrong. D20downtime.pinecast.com. No, no, no. You can find us on Facebook at D20downtime. You can find us at Twitter at D20dpod. Our website is at D20downtime.pinecast.co. And our plentiful merch is at cafepress.com forward slash nerdcasts. And Sean is cancelled. Thank you, Molly. Sean is canceled. I will have to make a computer sticky note on this. <laughs> <laughs> you should have the website bookmarked, by the way. It is pie and past time for all of these things. It yes. is it is pie, I guess. It is pie and past time. <laughs> <laughs>